That's got a smell. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked. Christmas week edition. Where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Santa Mouse by Michael Brown. Illustrated by Alfreda DeWitt. Published by Little Simon. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! <laughs> Fooled you! It's not Santa! It's me, your incomparable host. And don't be fooled again today, as we're learning about Santa's doppelganger rodent friend, Santa Mouse, to continue our Christmas week with our first actual Christmas book. If you're feeling like giving this Christmas season, be sure to give This Goose is Cooked a 5-star review on your podcast app. Oh, what's that? You want to do even more? You can donate to the podcast on Buy Me a Coffee. And if you want to spread the cheer this Christmas, be sure to check out our This Goose is Cooked Zazzle Shop and spread the joy with shirts or hats to your friends and loved ones. And lastly, if you can't get enough Christmas week, check out last year's, starting on episode 136 with the Polar Express. Today's book, Santa Mouse, is a tale, no pun intended, about a mouse who lives alone in a big house. When Christmas rolls around, the mouse puts Santa before himself. Will this act of kindness move Santa to do something unprecedented? Or will it kick off a rivalry between these two, with them trying to one-up each other with kind acts? Well, hide your food, we have rodents. Now, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We begin yet another book with the main character not having a name. At least in this one, Michael admitted as much. Our protagonist is a mouse, and we see his house is a haunted mansion. Wrong holiday, but we'll work with it. And Michael claims that this mouse is the only one of his kind to inhabit this mansion. Which leaves me with a lot of questions. Are there others who inhabit this house? Just not mice? If that's the case, who are the others? Are they ghosts who died in the home and are stuck there for an eternity? Boy, that would be miserable. I don't care what house you're in. Makes sense why they would try to make everyone else's life hell. Or could it be this mouse's fault that there's no mice? Because he set up his fellow friends and let them get trapped. There's the cheese over there. Oh, thank you, friend! Now, thank you. Yep, he could definitely be a sociopath. One thing's for sure, though. We know this mouse is squatting. Because I can guarantee to you, this mouse doesn't pay any rent. Here's a rather disturbing insight into this mouse. Quote, He used to play a game. He daydream. He had playmates who were friendly as could be, while some of them would bring their dolls and dress up and have tea, there were others who would play cowboys or be Inuit or Spanish. End quote. So multicultural. He's a real Justin Trudeau. He sees a culture with some fun clothes, and you can bet your ass he's getting his hands on that garb, like a teenage girl going to a music festival. But... While some might find this sad, it's also unsettling, 
because he's playing dress-up with himself. He's pulling a Tom Hanks from Castaway, only he lives in civilization and chooses to be secluded. I'm definitely leaning towards the sociopath theory. Oh jeez. We turn the page and it gets worse. He's trying to feel his imaginary friends. Keep your hands to yourself, mister! But when he does this, it wakes him up out of his dream world. And he realizes he's alone. Oh, so sad. I think. Well, Michael is done with this mouse's creepy backstory, and we quickly jump to the plot. We learn that this mouse has been hiding a piece of cheese in his bedside drawer for over a year. From who, you ask? I would have to assume one of his many personalities, because Mike made it pretty damn clear he's the only one there. But let's get back to the cheese. No refrigeration, no airtight seal, just sitting in a musty drawer. That thing must be stanky. He goes on to say the cheese is so special, it would make the heavens sing out. Oh, I bet they're singing out all right. Whoa! Who cut the cheese? It smells like Mike's toga after he comes back from the netherworld. Somebody open a cloud! We jump to Christmas Eve, and the mouse is getting ready for bed, but quickly realizes not one person in the world thinks to give Santa a present. How would he know? He lives alone. And they kind of do. They leave out milk and cookies. I would assume he's all gifted out. But then again, all that milk probably does a number on Santa's lower intestine. Though, cheese isn't any better. The mouse goes on to wrap his cheese up with a used chewing gum wrapper and sets it out for Santa. Year old cheese wrapped in trash. Mmm, mmm, eat up! The mouse goes to bed but in only a short time, he's yanked from it. And he meets his end, right? Because the stinky cheese gave his position away? Wrong. It's Santa, and he actually thanks the mouse and asks him his name. To which the mouse replies, he doesn't have a name. If that's the case, this mouse has been alone for a long time. And Santa replies, quote, You know I need a helper as I travel house to house. And I shall give a name to you. I'll call you Santa Mouse. End quote. The ego. To name him after himself. Why not Maurice? Or Gouda? And it's certainly not the most clever name. He's seen a mirror. He knows he's a mouse. Can't we get past what's on the surface? That'd be like Santa coming in and naming me Dave Italian. Why do you need to do that? Uh, so I don't confuse you with Dave Polish, of course. Also, who said the mouse wanted to be his helper? Again, the ego. To think everyone would assume helping him is an honor. But in the grand scheme of things, those are all small problems. The real problem is, Santa Boss better be careful, or he's going to have a strike on his hands next year. How many elves did he pass over for the helper position? to give it to a mouse who clearly knows nothing about working with others. He's been by himself. Such a slap in the face to the elves who've been working their whole lives at the workshop. Who do you think's gonna be helper this year? Oh, it's gotta be Dan. He's been working here for over 25 years, and he knows everything up and down. You guys really think that? Oh, thanks, guys. Justin, 
It's a small mouse from Miamisburg, Ohio. A rodent. That's it. I'm done. You know, are we really supposed to believe that Santa just thought on the spot to make this mouse his helper? Because now we see he has a little suit made up for him already. Something went on behind the scenes that we haven't seen. But while he's giving him the whole uniform, Santa reminds the mouse not to cough or sneeze. I guess Santa does have a few pre-existing conditions that make him susceptible to the vid. Interesting. One of the pieces of the uniform is a fake beard. I guess you have to have a beard to be Santa. Don't need hair on your head, because, you know, the whole hat thing. But you need a beard. It must be too cold in the sleigh not to have one. I mean, there's no windshield or heater on that thing. Imagine the windburn you would get on your face. But it would make sense as a disguise, too. Could you imagine Santa trying to get around town when it's not Christmas? Every little kid would be yelling, Look, it's Santa! as he passed by on his Harley. If he just shaves that thing in the off-season, he could cruise around town like any other guy. Ugh. Do you have to rev your engine? I hate these old fat bikers. They ruin the summer every year. And the story ends with Mike telling us to leave out cheese for Santa Mouse. Not unless it's sitting on a mouse trap. I've had pests before. I don't need any more rodents around here. Oh, look, there's a Santa Mouse song written by Michael. I'll just stick to Bing Crosby's Christmas classics. Michael's moral is a nice one for this Christmas season, telling us, no matter how small or how little you have, if you think about those who no one else thinks about, you will be greatly rewarded. Just don't actually expect to win the lottery like Santa Mouse. You'll be greatly disappointed. But you'll feel good, which is nice. I know you can do this and get in the Christmas spirit. I believe in you. If this mouse, with who knows what kinds of diseases he has, can do it, you can too. So what do I think of Michael's overall work? While I was a little hard on the characters in this story, I was highly entertained. He knew just how much detail to add and kept it flowing smoothly with some rhymes. As for Alfreda's pictures, she captured Christmas rather well. She kept most of the focus on this humble and lonely mouse and she somehow managed to make the mouse a sympathetic creature. So, this Christmas season, if you got someone complaining to you about what you're going to get them, read them this book, and maybe they'll realize it's more about caring for others. Or, they won't because they're your wife. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.8. I'll have a heapin' helpin', go back for several more servants, but there's still gonna be a little meat left on the bone, because... I can't get that smell of cheese out of my nose. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.